What's up, y'all? How's everyone doing? This is Stevie, and this is him. What's everyone feeling like today? Fish sticks. Lord, what the hell was that? Fish sticks. Um, I am good. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready for to see my family. You know, basic old shit. You know, I mean, what are y'all else doing? Um, it's been a pretty cool week for me. Um, you know, glad to be back into the studio, so to speak, lol. And um, I'm happy to be recording. This morning was kind of crazy because y'all know what happened. So, uh, you know, my shit started off kind of rough early, but um, randomly saw someone that I used to date at the beginning of this year on the train, and I haven't spoken to him since. So that was a little um rattling so to speak but bitch i'm glad that was that's over and i'm done but yeah hey y'all what's up guys i have literally just been sleeping and eating and chilling um that's you know pretty much all i do so just uh, i pretty had a pretty good week though you know um fairly productive in that i am preparing for my audition in january and yeah <laughs> Uh yeah, that that's pretty much taken over my life. So it's pretty much the same as last time, you know, guys. I'm just doing what I do. So. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention my new job, bitch. Yeah. I always forget about that. I have so much going on, but um, I started my new job uh last week, and um, I work at a public middle school, and um, the babies is so sweet. But yeah, uh, thank God for a new job. The girls is Miss Frizzle out here. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Out on that magic school bus. Well, oh, magic school bus. That brings us in. Very true. I know. Look at me. I'm always quick and witted on my feet. But um, we got some commandments mm. that we all, I feel we all should follow. Yeah. That we should all take in consideration whenever we out and about, whatever we doing, how we, um, our relationships, I think we should follow these Ten Commandments. You know, Destiny's Child had uh, rules to live by. And uh, I think that we, in coming up with our own rules to live by, uh, we could bring this into a whole new generation. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while since Rewards of the Wall has been released. Classic album. Iconic album. And, you know, we're paying homage to it um, in a way. And so hopefully you guys take in some of our commandments and uh, start living them like we have been. But look... I love me some Destiny Child. You know, it's been 20 years since Rain on the Wall. And our first commandment is, thou shalt protect your magic. Mm. Now, I know y'all are feeling, y'all got a seat at the table, you got Solange. Because I remember that interlude with her and Kelly. So, how do y'all protect your magic? Mm. Well, I think, well, firstly, this is the the first commandment just because it's all about self-preservation, you know? Um, I think that anytime you are a person, you have to keep your your personal well-being as priority number one just because it's no res- nobody else's responsibility to do so. And I think that sometimes when we're in spaces where we think that people are our friends or our lovers or our 
there are allies when they're really not because they're putting their personal interests before yours. So it's always important to really protect your magic and to save some for yourself. No shade. I mean, I agree with that. But I feel like we all got to be selfish sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we shouldn't fault others for being selfish. No, no. But I do want to protect my damn magic because I only let it go for a few people. And um, you surely won't be catching it or getting a taste of my magic. Right. Unless you show and you prove that you deserve a piece of that magic. I got the magic touch. Yup. Yo. I think that protecting your magic can take a lot of different forms. Mm. Um, your magic can take on the form of your love. It can take on the form of your happiness, sometimes even your anger. And protecting that from other people, for me, means that, you know, not always letting somebody know that they're affecting you, mm. um, not always letting somebody know that they're you're knocking you off your square. And also, uh, it means that who you are and how you live your life and how you present yourself to the world is so important in that it is magical Mm. and not everyone deserves to have that. Um, So don't give it away too freely. I also think that protecting your magic, sometimes you got to protect it from yourself. Mm. It's, you know, we, we tend to doubt ourselves and and tell ourselves things that aren't necessarily true about ourselves. um, Especially when we're feeling down and, Sometimes you got to remind yourself that your magic is still there Mm. uh, and, you know, get yourself pumped back up, you know, so you can start doing your spells again, so to speak. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I feel about protecting your magic. And there's certain ways that I know for myself that I protect Mm. myself and my magic. I know, like we talked about before, self-care things, Mm -hmm. but like. Meditation. Mm-hmm. I was off my rocker for a few days. I haven't meditated. I felt like I was just out of my mind and out of space. But I had to get back and center myself. And that's how I protect my magic. Because me not meditating, I could be a real bitch. Mm. And I know I'm a bitch. But <laughs> meditation is like the, the, uh, the, the, the door. I'm locking that door when I meditate. Mm. And when I don't, all hell breaks loose. I may curse a few of these members out and not mean it, but it's just I haven't locked that door. And that's how I essentially protect my magic. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that y'all protect y'all magic? Well, before we talk about what we do to protect our magic, uh, I just want to talk about like being upset that I've given my magic away to some of the wrong people Mm -hmm. and I regret it a lot. Like... There's certain people that I've brought into my life and I said to myself, I should have never allowed them to get some of my magic because my magic is special. You understand? And I just think about that so often. Like, I need to just stop giving my magic away so freely. And you guys spoke about that. But I'm just like, just thinking about this topic right now, I just said to myself, Stephen, you should have never given your magic to certain people. And that changed, changed a lot of things with me. Yeah, I think that I feel the same way. Like a few people that I've dated, I just feel so depleted um, after the situation was over. And and when I say depleted, yeah, it may have not went the way that I that I wanted to go. But at the same time, I think sometimes you can be in a situation, a friendship or whatever, even a job, you can be so depleted that 
you can't even really pick yourself up to move to the next step or to to go to the next move. So um, I think some of the things that I um, how I like preserve my personal magic is I'm I'm learning to build my patience and not be so um, not be so irrational and not be so like sporadic. Um, but that's just me. I'm, I'm a spontaneous person. But um, just learning to like listen to my inner voice because sometimes we pay the fuck out of out of our intuition and it's just like bitch now you know god is telling you to do something or your your inner self is telling you to do something so why not follow that voice so um i guess more so how i preserve my self magic is just like relying on who i am as a person you know cuz i've i've done a lot of work to get to where i am now and to more so more or less not like listen to um just that wisdom that we have inside us is, is, um, it's a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, we got to listen to, you know, yourself the best and you have to listen to yourself in order to succeed. Cause if you don't listen to yourself, I mean, you out here doing reckless shit just for the hell of it. Yeah. And that also takes us to our second commandment, which is thou shalt be honest. Mm-hmm. You need to be honest with yourself first, first, yeah. because I know, like I was honest earlier, I'm a bitch. I get it, but I need to know that I got to take steps to control that, and that's me being honest with myself. And I'm also not afraid to be honest with other people. I think we need to stop being afraid of being honest because it makes us look like a bitch or we're being just rude. No. I'm I'm telling you how I want it because let me be clear here. I'm not going to just go by and do anything just to make somebody happy because in the end it only hurts my, me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not for it and I'm not here for that. So for me, I'm always going to be honest. This is like my favorite commandment because look, <laughs> if you're not honest with me, I can't be honest with you. And I don't want to have that relationship if we can't be honest. Go Trey. I think that honesty is the fuck difficult to Mm -hmm. maintain, um, both with yourself and with other people. Um, we talk a big game about being honest and, you know, always saying how it is that you feel or, you know, what have you. But I think that that takes a malicious turn more, more times than it doesn't. And you want to be careful to not let your honesty become cruelty. Um, because, you know, you can disguise it as, oh, I'm just telling it like it is. I'm just being honest. But really, you're just being an asshole. Mm. And uh, so you have to be careful with that. But I think this is in general. We have been conditioned to tell white lies, you know, to make others feel better or ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, we need to unlearn that. That's definitely a thing we need to unlearn. But be careful with it because you don't want to be walking around, you know, with absolutely no filter whatsoever and just saying yeah. anything out of your mouth, you know, under the pretense of being honest. Be careful. Um I think this is a good commandment, but because I think we do need to be honest with ourselves and with other people, but approach it with maybe not so much of a reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be careful what you say, you know, to yourself, you know, foremost, but also to other people. So I mean, it's definitely something that I'm, you know, learning. So yeah, I think some people uh, <laughs> use honesty to like not even think about like. The person they're trying to hurt. I don't mean to say honesty. I want to say the white lie part. People tell white lies sometimes to keep the peace because they don't want a lot of drama. They don't want like 
to ruin certain friendships. They think that the white lie will probably be the thing that eases everything out, even though it might not. But that's the first instinct. You're thinking to yourself, I don't want to lose this friend or I don't want my honesty to hurt this friend. But eventually I'll get to the honesty. But at first it's like, let me just make sure this is cool first. And then, girl, hey, um, remember the other day when we were talking and I told you this, but... This is what I really wanted to tell you, but I had to make sure that we were good and then make that comment of being honest. See, but I take that as a disadvantage for me because I just feel like you let me you led me to believe that what was going on. You gave me a little white lie and you led me to believe that that was okay at the moment. But it's still a lie. And if you. If you t- telling me this now and then you're going to come to me three days later like, look, friend, um, what you doing was wrong and I didn't want to tell you in a moment. I'm going to be like, well, bitch, you should have just checked me. I, don't, I like to, to avoid confrontation sometimes. Like, I'm not for it because I, I have too much going on in my head. I don't want to be like, damn, now my friend is mad at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. I guess my friendships are a little bit different just because I want to tell you, like, look, friend. What happened ain't cool. I still love you as a friend. I still support you. I still respect you. But what happened wasn't cool, and I'm not here for it. And I'm not trying to be an asshole, and I'm not trying to be mean or rude, but I just wanted to check you because you looking crazy out in the streets makes me look crazy out in the streets. And if I look crazy, I don't like to look crazy, and I'm not here for it. Um, I think that uh, where I am with specifically where honesty is with me or where I am with honesty, LOL, um, we talked about me being in therapy and about how just my issues were connected to what other people thought about me. And I think that with me being honest with people that are around me, it's more so I have no problem with being honest. It's just that who do I become when I am honest with those people? You know, um, I think that from this show, every or people, you know, y'all know me and y'all know that I'm a very sweet person, very loving person, but y'all also know my tongue <laughs> and what I can give. And when I step into those, into that space, um, and when I am that person, it's like I don't want to be the bad guy, so to speak. And I, I think that that's where I have a problem with being honest. But on the other hand, let me tell you that <sighs> I'm about to say this. I can be a good liar if I want to be. That is the thing that scares me about <sighs> the duality of honesty, <laughs> that you can lie, you know, and people will believe you because they only see surface value. Like, they know that I'm a good person. <laughs> I know, like, they know me as a person. So, um, and this is where, like, manipulation comes in. But I don't want to get off topic. But what I'm saying is, is that, yes, I am an honest person. But as Aaron stated before, it really is hard to be honest across the board because it's so many factors that you have to take into account with with the situation. So, yeah. I totally agree. I just feel that... I agree with Aaron. I think that we should be honest to a certain extent. I think we shouldn't um, masquerade our honesty as um, love and 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 when we're really just being an asshole, because mm-hmm. that hinders and hurts your friendship with others um, professionally and emotionally and romantically. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't just, it, it makes everything hard to, to put together and to gel. 
And I think that works with our other commitment, which is the third one, which is thou shall remain open to love. And you got to be honest to be open to love. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a real yes or was that a fake yes? It was a white lie, bitch. (laughs) See, y'all bitches always giving me white lies. Tell me the truth, ho. It was a black ass lie. That's what it was. God. I hate these hoes. Let me tell you, y'all always, I am like the little brother that they pick on. They forever are just giving me what I, they think I want to hear and I don't want it. It's only because you're the baby. Well, well, bitch, tell me what you feel. Mm. What what do you feel? What do you want to say? What do you you have? This is Aaron. (laughs) Of course it's Aaron. Yeah. Go off, Aaron. Thou shall remain open to love was a commandment that uh, I contributed to Mm. the pool. Um, because I think that that is so, 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 so important. Um, I don't want to filter it completely through a relationship lens, but yeah. uh, that is the main focus of the commandment. I see a trend with people who say that they've been hurt too much or, you know, they've been through too much with a certain person and they're just not, they're done. Like they're just not going to do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? No more. I'm going to build these walls up. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. And it's like that. You're you're limiting yourself. And I know because I get it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's been hurt. I've been hurt. Mm. And it's so much easier said than done to, you know, remain like, hey, you know, this is something that could happen for me again. Or I could find love again. Or I could find, you know, joy with another person again. Or, you know, what have you. It's difficult to do that, especially when you're in the middle of the hurt. You know, if that was, you know, placed upon you by somebody that's now like gone from your life or, you know, what have you. But it's so important to not build those walls up. One, because you're going to break them down again anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Two, because you're limiting yourself. You could be cutting yourself off from somebody that could really help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Either climb out of that hole mm-hmm. or, you know, once you're out of it, somebody that could really lead you on towards like something even better. Um, and it's it's so important for you to remain open to that. Every relationship is a big honk and leap of faith. And I say this on Twitter all the time. You have to be willing to make that leap, you know, because if you don't, you don't know. I mean, it's mad simple. Like if you don't make that leap, you're just not going to know. And you're going to fall. You are going to fall. Like, and I say it and it's like, even I have issues sometimes like doing it, like actually making that leap because that shit hurts when you fall, Mm -hmm. but you're going to fall. You just have to know that. But like at that time when you don't, it's so worth it. Like, and even if that doesn't pan out and become a thing that's like forever, that is something that's going to shape you. You're going to come out of that a better person because of the fact that you had that experience with somebody. So when I say remain open to love, remain open to the finding yeah, the possibility mm-hmm, yeah. of, of, of finding something that could, that could make you into a better person than who you are now. Keep the eyes open. I, um, I want to read something. Um, uh, Sandra Susaneros is one of my one of a great writer, but um, her poem is in the beginning of you know Diaz's uh, one of his books, and it's really short. But it says, "Okay, we didn't work, and all memories to tell you the truth aren't good. But sometimes there were good times. Love was good. I loved your crooked sleep beside me, and never dreamed afraid." There should be stars for great wars like ours. And that is beautiful. Literally, that's how I feel about love. Like, 
Um, don't get me wrong. Y'all know I love black men. Like, I love to date. I love to have sex. I love everything about a black man. But a lot of things that are attached to just dating is just mistakes. You fall. You hurt. But at the same time, you're also learning things about just working with other people, working through challenges where other people like it's not it's not specifically it's not the other person. It's more so always about you, you know, Um, and I think I've been living uh, in New York City for a, a little over two years. And bitch, these last two years have been so pivotal to my existence that I'm scared to. I'm scared of the person I would be if I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have moved to New York City. You know, like who would I be? Um, but I'm always down to you know like fall in love. I like recently met this. Um, at first, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do the dating thing. I've been kind of like avoiding men. Um, but then I was just like, no, you know what, bitch? You are just too beautiful of a person to hoard yourself from other people. You know, um, and. I recently like met a doctor and I was <laughs> I recently met a doctor and was kind of like rude a little bit just because I'm just so over men at this point um and I think that you know you have those like bad you you like let's say you have a bad breakup and you're totally like you know disavowing men like okay girl I'm not I'm not dating I'm not dating you like being rude out in public you're not giving your number out and it's just like well girl what for that person didn't do anything to you it was the last nigga that ain't give sh- two shits about you and that's still slightly controlling your life you know um and it's so just the possibility to have that person, and I'm not going to say that this may be my husband, you know what I'm saying, but just the 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 possibility to refresh myself and to gain a new perspective and a new experience, um, it would be a disadvantage not not for me to like partake and in, in to indulge. So, see, for me, I I don't want to say I totally disagree. I agree, mm-hmm. but I also want to put out there that remaining open to love is. Difficult when you're not in the stage to um, that you've not worked on yourself. Mm. Um, I think that we need to first work on ourselves because you can be open to love. I'm and sorry, be, I have to interrupt. Like, what is oh, this work on? What is this work on ourselves? Like, I wanna, I wanna. Can somebody define this like work on me? Because like, well, bitch, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm. I won't be. You said something about you were taking something from a previous relationship oh, yeah, yeah. and bringing it in and you were slightly over men. But that's working on yourself yeah. because... Oh, no, no. I think you misinterpreted me. I was saying that just the pain or just being like, just because someone else hurts you doesn't mean the next person is going to hurt you. Well, that's you. what you're working on. Yeah. But I don't You're working think- on take not taking that because, oh, he hurt me and I'm going to take that somewhere else. You're working on not doing yeah, that yeah. in the future. Um, it's like self-therapy. Yeah, a little bit, but I just more so. I want to know, like, I think it's always this this working on yourself, surrounded by the topic, and it really bothers me that um, it's always in this conversation that that we have this space. I believe that you know what working on yourself means to me. You know, you mentioned earlier about bringing something from an old relationship into a new one. I think that we should take time to. Try to heal that. Now, people leave scars, and that's 100% a thing. Uh, there are sometimes, you know, you can't always stop yourself from bringing something that was from an old relationship, especially if it was a not-so-great one, into a new one. But what we can do is take time to be by ourselves 
relearn how to be by ourselves, relearn why we love ourselves, relearn why all those things that went wrong in that previous relationship don't have any effect on how you are still worth it. You are still amazing. You are still magical. You know, what have you. That's what I think working on yourself means, because what I think the trend is, it's like people break up and then you're lonely. You want companionship. You jump right into something with somebody else and then you expect them to deal with that baggage that you brought. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just crazy. Like, just deal with my trust issues. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's your responsibility to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? That's insecurity. And you only you can heal that insecurity. You can't fill up a hole that was made by somebody else with a new person. The only person that can fill up that hole is you because they dug it out of you. You know what I'm saying? That hole was made in you by that somebody other person. So only you can fill that up. So that's what I think that working on you means. Don't fill my hole up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I say dig, I said, let me, I got to tone it down. Please don't fill my hole up right now. You know but saying? no, no. Because the I, girls dug it okay. in. <laughs> no, I really, no, I live what you, for what you were saying, though. No. And that's all I'm saying with yeah. like working on yourself. I just don't want people to be so open to love that they don't mm. reevaluate what just happened. Mm-hmm. I think we need to reevaluate. No matter like any moment, it's like a um, a self check in with your doctor or bitch with yourself. With, with yourself, yourself right. like this is you doing it for yourself. Like you check in after the relationship. What didn't I like? What didn't go well? What didn't work? And was it me? Did I play a part in what didn't work? Mm-hmm. And if so, let me fix that shit because I'm not gonna bring that shit into somewhere else. And my point was just like, try not to close yourself off to something new. Now, obviously, that means taking some time to be by yourself and relearn, you know, you. But, you know, because there, there's no time limit. I'm not saying take a year. I'm not saying take a few weeks. Like, there's so many different ways to do that. And it comes in so many different shapes and forms. And so, um, when that process is gotten to a point where you know within yourself that you're ready for something be open. You know what I'm saying? Like that last person, they're gone. They did it to you and it sucks, but they're gone now. You know what I'm saying? It's time to look forward, not over your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's time to start looking at something new because something new is coming. So. A word. Mm. Praise up. Mm. <laughs> um, y'all, we'll take a quick break. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey loves, it's Aaron and you're listening to him. While you're at it, make sure to check out our blog posts on himpodcast.com to take a look inside all of our heads. We are back. And I know Stevie was in there answering, antsy dancing in the damn chair. So what yeah. the fuck you got to say? No, I, I'm just saying, I wanted to say, like, when walking into a new relationship, if you get in the relationship and you starting to see the same exact things that you were afraid of in the last relationship that ended the relationship... Like, the red flags that go off, like, damn, bitch, this is happening again. I'm a little afraid. Like, how am I supposed to take this on? Am I supposed to run away? Or am I supposed to take it head on? That's pretty much all I had to say about it. Yeah, I think that um, I was, like, I went out on a few dates with this guy. And I was realizing, more or less, like, his behavior was identical to the guy that I had dated or was in a relationship before him. And it's just, like, I was triggered. And I'm just like, okay, but we're not in a relationship. We're only at the dating stage. So it's easy to kind of say, yeah, let's just be friends or, you know, move it to a different realm. But to be, again, I was seeing the exact same behavior and it was very triggering and just, uh, it was a mess. So, yeah. And I think that that has all to do with our next commandment, which is 
thou shalt know thy self-worth. Mm. Because if you don't know your self-worth, you will continue in that pattern. Okay. You will sit there and be like, oh, well, this person will be different. Mm-mm. Who cares about those red flags? Mm-mm. And they, you, don't, that, you, you ain't cared about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you are the one that's the most important. And if you're not going to care about yourself, what's going to make this man, this woman, this, whoever it is, care about you? anymore because you obviously aren't taking the precautions that you you put in place your red flags you just walk in stepping over them and that ain't cute not one bit so can we we all you know i have to always kind of set up the conversation and just you know in parameters but what is self-worth i think it's knowing who i think we don't know who we are yet Mm -hmm. We still are working on it. I think every year, every few years, you still you're still learning about who you are. Even when you're 92 mm. and you're trying to throw it back and you can't, Come on. <laughs> you're still learning about yourself. Um, but I think that self worth is knowing what you deserve, but also knowing what you're going to put out into the world. Um, I know that I myself want to put out. I'm not always positive and I'm not going to always put out the most positive energy in the world, but I want to put out a, a, a energy that makes a difference in someone li- in someone's life, in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I know my self-worth is I have the power to do that. Mm. And I'm not going to give up on myself because I know my, what, what God gave me yeah. is worth it. And so when my self-worth, I know that you're not going to treat me like I don't have the power to do any of those things I said. I don't have the power to love myself. I don't have the power to see the good in other people. I don't have the power to uh, be myself. So for me, self-worth is that. What is, I mean, I don't want to dominate the no. conversation, but what is it for y'all? Like, Do y'all have a different idea of what self-worth is? Of course, Aaron does. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> my my idea of of self worth kind of just it always goes back to you know a knowledge of who you are, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, you know, it's always something that is ever changing and updating. Um, I always say that I had an advantage in being in the Navy because we went on like six month deployments, and in that time, you are forced to face yourself. There's a lot of alone time. Um, there are times you go out on the catwalk and you're in the middle of the ocean and it's pitch black outside. All you hear is waves. You feel very, very, very small. And it, 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 it gets you introspective. You start thinking inward. You know what I'm saying? And I have an advantage, I think, in that because it forced me to face me. There, I, I didn't have that many distractions. I couldn't, you know, say, oh, I'm going to do this to take my mind off of, you know, what have you. Um, Now, I do have one question, though. Um, when you were out there feeling small in the ocean, did TLC Waterfalls start playing? All right, yeah. girl. Uh, no, that's serious. I mean, that is like something that really should play. Like, it would be cinematic. Like, you could feel it. Don't go. That was the question you had? Like, yeah, I was trying was to figure out what was I'm here for a little bit, bitch. Good to see you, Eric, because you were on, you were on, uh, I was feeling you well, pulled me right. back in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Cause like, I, I was on a right. tangent, and I'm looking at him like he had a question. Yeah, and this I is your question, serious. girl. 
Yes, it was a cute question. Keep Shush. <laughs> what was I even? No, um, I think that the world. Uh, not everybody has like the opportunity to go out to sea for six mm. months, but um, I think that just taking—I keep saying it—but just take time to yourself because when you when you're by yourself, you you learn you know things about yourself a lot about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and not to say that spending time with your loved ones or your friends or you know whatever is a distraction that that should be eradicated. I'm not saying that so much as. You know, capitalize on time for yourself because that's just as important as spending time with friends and family and such. To bring it back to self worth, I think that once you know who you are in that moment, because that you know it's widely known that it's ever changing and updating. But once you get there or to a point where you're like, okay, I kind of you know I know where I'm at right now, then you're able to you know take the transition to like, okay, now that I know who I am, I know what I can give, and from there you determine what your worth is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once you know that what you're putting out and what you know what you're putting out in the world and the person that you are and who you're bringing to the table and you know what have you, then you know what your worth is. And then from there, you can know what bullshit you're not going to take. So I just want to say that um, how I differentiate between because self-worth and um, your magic can be kind of the same thing but for for me like your personal magic is like your spirituality mm-hmm. and for me, my self-worth is my perspective on myself, but unadulterated by other people's opinions. So again, like your self-worth is what you think about yourself specifically, you know? Um, And I think that where my self-worth gets fucked up is when I start diluting it with other people's opinions and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot, whatnot. So that's as a man now that I'm 28, I'm starting to understand that. Um, And I'm starting to separate my spiritual self from my physical self being on this earth because we have certain responsibilities to fulfill as a human and then we have certain responsibilities to fulfill as a spiritual being, you know? So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> mm, Stevie, um, hello. Yeah. Um, Did you always coming for me, girl? Yeah, that's because oh. you be sitting here licking your lips, no, I was to, touching your... Damn, bitch, I was trying to gather my thought a little yeah. bit. Dang, girl. You got to date us something afterwards? No, like, girl, let me tell home. you. But anywho, no, what I was going to say was um, certain times as people uh, paint per- like different pictures of the person that they're looking at. Like, me personally, I think people have painted a picture on Twitter. I just want to talk about that. Like, that I am, like, completely driven on sex. And, like, everything I post is about sex. Now, I've started to try to get away from that and even me doing that hasn't really got as much focus as the sex part and I think people have already like painted pictures like Stevie's all about sex until they meet me I'm completely different from what I give on Twitter not to say that that's not me because everyone loves sex but that's not all me and I think that's people's main focus like I was tweeting a whole bunch of stuff that was like different from what I'm used to tweeting and then it was like getting no attention but as soon as I put something up that's like sexually driven everyone's on it like ooh we tweet we tweet we tweet like I'm more than that. I just want to say that and put that out there. And can we also, this is so random. I totally agree. But can we just also just hint on how social media doesn't recognize change. So it's, it's really hard to grow because social media is so important in our day and age that it's really hard to make changes in your personal life when you also (laughs) um, are on social media very visibly, you know, and, um, and I think that sometimes social media affects our personal life adversely. So 
I don't know. I just wanted to kind of throw that in the air because I think we're all on our personal journeys to change. Right. And I think sometimes social media can have an adverse effect on that change. But I believe that it's how much you allow social media to have an effect just because I know for me, I'm not visibly on Twitter. I'm so that has no effect. Like I could go two weeks without tweeting a damn thing. Well, now I can't because I got this show and y'all got to listen to me. But before I could. And I wouldn't have an effect, and it wouldn't change. It wouldn't hinder my growth or change. But I think the more it is, I do agree that the more visibly you are on Twitter or Instagram, or the more active you are, it's the harder it is for you to grow because people are still looking at you know, tweets don't die. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes with our next. <laughs> Commandments. commandments push bitch Come yes bitch number five yeah. um <laughs> commandment number five which is thou shall not be petty now <laughs> i can't do it the petty. petty parker here <laughs> is speaking girl y'all the <laughs> yes um petty parker is here and i am retiring that phrase that phrase is dead and gone because i am trying to not be petty no more I know that I have a petty spirit deep down, a petty mongrel, um, a little petty smurf maybe that's behind in my shadows. But I don't want to be like that no more. I think we should grow. And I think with growth and with understanding your self-worth, you should no longer have those negative petty thoughts associated. Sometimes they stay around forever. Because sometimes you just don't want to be petty, but bitch, somebody will bring that shit out of you, I promise. There's pl- plenty of girls that done that to me, and I'm just like, girl, I'm not trying to be that bitch, but I can be that bitch. I'm not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think that the petty trend needs to die. That's I just I I don't like it. I think people are just so they're so obsessed with declaring themselves. Oh, I'm petty. Is anyone else petty like me? I do yeah. petty things. I'm a petty bitch, and it's like. Yo, like that's not necessary to petty. you know, and I'm not like you could I mean you could say whatever you want to say, dog. Like I'm 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 not trying to limit your 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 speech. I'm just saying that it's unattractive for you to constantly and in everything that you do and say, you know, has like an under undertone of like hashtag petty on the end, like I guess what petty thing I did today, y'all. And it's like, yo, you you look real dumb. At least to me. Like, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I, I just feel like that's real stupid. Now, petty in and of itself, is not a thing that will ever die. Um, I've been petty, you know, um, and I think we all have, and we all, you know, do petty things and have petty thoughts and, you know, what have you, but it's become such a buzzword. People love to say it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, they define their lives by being petty. Like, oh, yeah, girl, you know me, girl, I'm, I'm the petty friend. And it's like, yo, like, cut that shit out. Like, that shit is whack. Like, grow up. Like, that's how I feel about it. Um, I think that it's so funny because when I was on the train today and that whole situation happened, I was on the phone with my homegirl and she's just like, well, girl, are you going to go speak? Are you going to be petty? And I didn't speak just because how we left it the last time I said way more than I needed to say, you know, and I think I left it in his court to bitch. If you ever have anything to say to me, bitch, you're going to have to be a man and come to my front door, you know. Um, but it's really hard to deal with your anger and your hurt feelings because it's not really anger. It's more so hurt feelings that bring out the pettiness. And 
in my dealings, you know? Um, but leave that petty shit behind. Like, bitch, you're not going to get your fucking blessings, honey. Like, you're, you're continuing to always one-up the girls and, you know, do this and shade the girls. Nothing is going to come that is good, you know? But that leaves you just also just far behind from oh, yeah. everyone else. Like, you're just staying mentally in mm-hmm. a petty state. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're and, not growing. And furthermore, you're not getting the skill or receiving the skills from the challenge. Like, I think that the things that we, when we go through hardships with other people, we're supposed to learn how to deal with difficult people. And and because this is not go- going to be the only petty situation that you're going to go through in your entire life. So it's more so getting the skills or learning the skills that you need in order to deal with it a better way the next time, because it's going to be um, Quay Quay, Sasha, whoever that you're going to, it's always going to be a person that is going to be in your life carrying. No shade. Um, One question, one quick side note, Um, a little footnote in this discussion. Why did your names have to be Quay Quay and Sasha? Couldn't it have been um, Josephine and Shakira or... Something a white name or something? No, bitch. You, I, you wanted Quay, I wanted Quay, 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 and, and Sasha. Sasha. Girl, like, what, what race got to do with it? Do you know anybody that is named Quay, Quay, or yeah. Sasha? I, I do. What's the What's the problem with with with, with bringing traditionally black names into it? <laughs> like, what, what? I don't have no problem, but it just brought a stereotype that Quay, Quay, and Sasha was going to be the only petty ones. <laughs> See, this is why I say it's all lives matter bullshit. You love bringing it to discussions. <laughs> like, what? No, you even are talking not about that. Going to single me out Girl. with your Diversity. Uh-uh. You should Get include out white names. No, no, I didn't say. Uh-uh. I said that to make sure that we were put giving the white people the petty ones. No, 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 no. They, they petty. <laughs> Why can't we say Deborah and Brett? <laughs> yes, because I want to pin what about the Blanche? white people to be petty, not the black ones. I'm all about the black people. You, you black lives matter. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but it's really like it's really hard to be the bigger person when you're hurt. And um, the older that I get, the the more that I'm starting to realize that. But the older that I get, um, I've I've realized how fragile life is. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, bear with me. Um, and just people, the the more the more real my life becomes, the more real other people's lives become, and I start treating people better. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> He's having like a coughing fit, like he's about to die. Um, From being petty. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's what it does. It kills you. Silent killer. Yeah. But no, I think that if you're less petty, it it takes your life and standard of life so much higher. Mm-hmm. I think you have a different outlook on life. You're not looking for the angle to be petty. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a petty person, you always got to look for the angle to get your pettiness out. It's a job. And it's a job. And who got enough? Like, you got a damn, you need to have a damn day job. Not no <clears throat> petty job. Like, nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. I I just would like, you know, don't, don't live for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all humans. We do petty shit. We do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure I did something petty earlier today. Yes, he did. He was very petty <laughs> earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so I just feel like, you know, don't, don't, don't make it into a thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't live for it to the point where you're declaring yourself the petty person or, you know, everything that you say and do, you know what I'm saying, has to have that hashtag petty on the end of it. Like, don't make it into a thing. Just, you know, we're humans. We do petty shit, but don't live for it that much because then it starts to become unattractive. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you don't want to be unattractive. Yeah. Not yeah. just, you know, romance-wise, but also, like, you know, I don't want to be friends with you. Like, yeah. if that's all you do and that's all you say, like, you know, and I'm not saying I'm like, you know, oh, me, be friends with me. But, like, in general, you don't look like the kind of person that anybody's going to want to be around Definitely. unless there are other petty people. And that's just a toxic circle that you probably don't want to be in, to be honest. Mm, those petty moves. Mm. Jesus. Hmm. Petty Baby. moves. But no, seriously, I mean, I used to, as I said before, Petty Parker is dead and gone. Um, He died in a tragic accident, walking in the streets of New York. But no, I really just don't want to live this petty lifestyle. I don't want to bring that negative energy into this new journey that I'm going on Mm -hmm. because it hinders who I am and it just isn't it's not something that you want to pass on to maybe your children or to your partner so i am are you okay king kong never mind i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yes i don't want to be petty anymore and we'll be right back hey y'all it's trey and you know i drop a playlist every single month part of the playlist series this is number 11 and it's titled rose i mean who don't want to smell a damn good rose so check my playlist out this friday hey y'all we are back we are a little bit more mild-mannered no more beating on our chests and things of that nature um but we are about to go, but we want to run down the, the, the five commandments that we have so far. Because you know there is going to be a part two. You know we never do anything and we half know y- We know y'all smoke too much weed, so y'all probably didn't forget all five. So we about to review. Uh-huh. Here's the review. Um, commandment number one, thou shalt protect your magic. Commandment number two, thou shalt be honest. Uh, commandment number three, thou shalt remain open to love. Thou, <laughs> commandment number four, Thou shalt know thy self-worth. And commandment number five, thou shalt not be petty. And for you petty bitches out there, um, make sure you check out uh, the Ten Commandments Part 2. Because you know we don't do anything Mm -mm. half-assed. And you know we're going to give y'all all all ten. Okay? So keep it right here. And check us out next Wednesday. See ya.